Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. Well, welcome to uh, part three of I Can See Clearly Now. Uh, We've been in this series. It's been really exciting, and this is the last one. Uh, But listen, take notes. Uh, We're going to pass these out. Take some notes. And... um, on the back, and then we'll let you know what to do at the front of the card. But I'm excited about today. I'm excited about 2020 and what God's doing. Um, we've been talking about the cross. We, we can see clearly the cross. We can see clearly his power. And then this week, we are talking about, I can see clearly his vision. You know, God wants to give us a future and a hope. Uh, he has important things for us uh, to do as a group and individuals. You know, 2020 is where we are at this moment. I want us to go bigger and better this year. Let's make the most of our year. You know, God's big vision hasn't changed at all. Repent, be baptized, be filled with his power. Go and make disciples of all the nations, including your own. Within this large vision, God wants to give us individuals vision and focus Yes, corporately as a church, we have vision, and I'm excited. I want to share, you, share with you that vision today. But also, as individuals, God wants us to focus on a vision that he has mapped out for us. So it's a pretty special day that we're talking, we're talking about this. Um, how do we understand that? A lot of times it is hard for us to understand our vision, the will that God has for our life. But I believe as we follow him, as we dig in, as we experience him, as we see clearly what he has for us in his church, then we're going to be in his will anyway. So how do we stay focused? How do we stay committed? You know, it's hard for me to stay focused sometimes. You know, I, I go off this way and that way and maybe on the wrong path sometimes. So God is saying in 2020, stay focused, stay in my word. Pray, read your Bible. I love what it says in Proverbs 29 in the King James. It says, without a vision, the people perish. Well, look what it says in the New Living Translation. It says, when people, and this is Proverbs 29, 18, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. You know, in our culture, we see a lot of people running this way and that way, and it kind of looks wild, right? And so, this year, God is saying, hey, I'm divine. I have guidance for you. I have vision for your life. So follow me. I want to I put you in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And so that's what I'm so excited about for today. You know, uh, maybe a lot of you know Tara and I's story of coming to Frostproof, but it kind of began way back uh, when we were when we first got married, we got married, and about five days later, we moved to Canada from a little town called Wachula. We got it. We uh, we packed up all Tara's things, and we we went. We went to a camp to serve there. It's a Christian camp, and so we did that for a few summers. But I kept getting this need in my mind would be to there's kids that you're helping in the summer or once once a week even, and, but. God was speaking to me about doing this long-term, weekly, on a weekly basis. And so I prayed, and I felt like I was called into youth ministry. So we 
packed it up again and we moved all the way across the country to Denver, Colorado where I became a youth pastor and I loved it because I was fulfilling the will that God had for my life. So every time I saw a need, I tried to fill that need. And I tried to follow the need that God had. Maybe we get annoyed about something, right? You know, any of us get annoyed? Yes, we get annoyed about certain things. And uh, what's really kind of special, I know that we think of it being annoyed about something is not a good thing, but sometimes we get annoyed about something or sometimes we see a need or it frustrates us. You know, that's probably what we're called to. And so I, would, I saw a need that youth weren't being taken care of or weren't hearing the word, so I wanted to be a youth pastor. You know, as we moved, uh, we... Uh, we were youth pastors a couple places, and then I kept seeing this need in the local church that wasn't being fulfilled. It was just new people or people that were far away from God who would come to a church, and maybe it wasn't a life-giving church. And I really wanted to be part of a place that when someone new came or someone that was really hurt, really broken, or just was having a, just a terrible time, that they would feel welcome, they would feel it at home, and they would experience God for themselves. And so that kind of fast forwards us to about four years ago. Uh, we came to Frostproof, Florida, which I'd never heard about before. And we came and interviewed with the board here, and uh, we felt a, a draw a little bit, but we kept praying, and we didn't know quite yet, but we were part of this ministry. Uh, in Sarasota when we were youth pastors that went out and prayed for people on the street, shared the gospel, and then at night we'd have services where we would, where we would come together and worship and really just experience God so we could go out and do that again. So in the service, the, uh, the guy that was preaching, he mentioned Frostproof one time. He's like, does anybody know where Frostproof is? I'm like, I do now. And so it was funny because we, we heard Frostproof. And then um, a couple weeks later, he's like, Frostproof, someone here has to go to Frostproof. Go! And finally, on the third time, we're like, yes, Lord, we'll, we'll go where you've called us. And since we've been here, God's given us dreams and visions uh, for this city, for our church. And uh, it's, it's exciting to see what God is doing in us. But you know that God is giving you a need. You know that God is, wants you to see through his lenses in 2020, that he's excited about what he wants to do in and through you. So let's pray before we jump into the word today, and we'll jump right in. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Lord, I pray that you speak through me so that others may hear your word and call on you. In Jesus' name, amen. So it brings us to the text today. Uh, Nehemiah. You know, Nehemiah if you look in the Old Testament, Nehemiah was this simple guy. He was, he was serving uh, in Artaxerxes' home. He was the, Artaxerxes is the king of Persia, and he was the cupbearer. Now, I don't know exactly what a cupbearer does, but I believe he takes the cup, wine, and brings it in to the people who need something to drink. So he, he didn't have a lawyer position. He wasn't a high-ranking official. He wasn't in the military. He wasn't uh, one of those people. He was, he was a regular dude like you and me. Um, you know, he got word that the exiles had returned to Jerusalem 
before him were in trouble. So if you don't know this time period, uh, the Jews are still in exile. There's still people scattered all over the place. And, and some of them have been going back and they went back and they rebuilt the temple. And now they're calling and telling people, hey, listen, uh, we're not doing good yet. We've rebuilt the temple, but we're still having problems because the wall around the city um, is down. So the city's not fortified. Animals can get, come in. Enemies can come in. So he, right away, look what he says in Nehemiah 1 to 4. In late autumn, in the month of Kislev, in the 12th year, or sorry, the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was at the fortress of Susa. Hen and I, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity, about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. You know, you can tell that Nehemiah was struggling. He saw a need. He started right away with prayer in verse 1. Um, sorry, chapter 1, verse, verse 11. You know, his prayer included some of these things. Confessing sin. Recalling God's former instructions. Recalling God's promises. You know, Nehemiah 1, 8-9 says this. Please remember that you told your servant Moses, if you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands and live by them, then even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to the place I have chosen for my name to be honored. So right away he starts saying, hey God, this is, this is your promise. This is what you spoke. So don't forget that when you were praying, when we're in the middle of prayer, we can remind God of these promises that he's given. So he's reminding God. And that's not a bad thing. We can do that. Expressing concern for honor and purpose, part of his prayer. And then also interceding for the people of Israel. Interceding simply just means that you're praying for others in their place. You're, you're putting yourself in their position and praying over them. So right away, Nehemiah starts seeing, starts understanding a need and it grips his heart. What's stirring your heart in 2020? You know, a friend of mine, Chris, who goes to church here, he's, he saw a need, and, a, and about three or four months ago, he came to me and said, hey, Pastor Landon, what, what do we do with missions? So I started telling him, well, we, we give to this group of people. We, we, uh, we give to this missionary. And so, listen, I said, I, I can give you the list if you want to start talking to them, you want to start praying for them. And so he said, yeah, I'm really interested in missions. I really see a need. I really want people all over the world to come to Jesus. So I was like, wow, that's a big deal. And so right away, he's, he's emailing missionaries and said, hey, uh, is there any way that we could go connect with one of our missionaries? Maybe this person here in Germany, uh, Tyler. And so I said, hey, let's, let's do it. And 
I believe when we see a need and God stirs our heart, that he will give us what we need. So he was, he was talking about going, him and I, and then also later on doing a mission trip for our church. And so I heard, he, someone overheard him talking to someone in the foyer one day after church about going. And this person came to me and said, hey, I'd like to, I'd like to financially help this person with $500 go. And the flights will were 800. And so later on, our church board found out about it and said, hey, let's give him the rest. Let's give him the 300. And so when we put, when we are stirred, when we see a need and we start fulfilling God's need and what he has us to do, he will take care of us. He will put us in the right place at the right time. He will, he will take care of even the financial need behind it. So Nehemiah had a clear vision rebuild this wall. What's your clear vision this year? I believe that God wants to give us each a vision and, and our church a corporate vision. You know, what's your vision? I love this Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. quote. It says, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? What are we doing for others? I know we can, we can sit there today and say, hey, I have this need. I need this. God, please take care of this. But I believe when we are fulfilling and helping others, God's going to take care of all of our needs. You know, he also says, uh, Dr. King says, faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole staircase. You know, it's important that, that we step out in faith. In 2020, it's important that, that we see clearly what God's doing. But when we don't see clearly, we, we keep walking toward him anyway. What dreams do you have? Notice Nehemiah saw a need to help others. He had a dream, right? So why is this wall so important? We kind of mentioned it. You know, this wall around the city back then, that was their only line of defense, was this physical barrier for when the enemies were coming in to try to overtake the city, their, their physical barrier was the only way. And so he knew how important it was. Hey, we, we have the temple now. People are coming back home, but this wall is so important. So look at the next part of his prayer, Nehemiah 1 verses 11. Oh Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those of us who delight in honoring you. Please grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. Put it into his heart to be kind to me. So he's saying, God, give me favor. Like, I'm just a cupbearer, right? Right, Caleb? I'm just a cupbearer in Artaxerxes' home. Give me favor with him. I, I, I have this heart to go and do the things that you've called me to do. So look what happens. This is kind of what, what happens. And then I encourage you this week, go read all of Nehemiah. It's an amazing story of a regular person just like us doing incredible things because of the Lord. Ver, uh, Nehemiah 2 verses 1 to 4. Early the following spring in the month of uh, Nisan, during the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, so not, not long after he heard about the wall, I was serving the king his wine. I had never before appeared sad in his presence. So the king asked me, why are you looking so sad? You don't look sick to me. So right away, you see that this king, his heart starts to, to go out 
for Nehemiah. You must be deeply troubled. Then I was terrified, Nehemiah says. But I replied, long live the king. How can I not be sad? For the city where my ancestors are is buried in ruins. And the gates have been destroyed by fire. The king asked, well, how can I help you? Imagine you're in the king's house. You're a servant there. God gives you this need. God gives you his vision. And the king is saying, how can I help you? Don't you love that when people ask, how can I help you? Right? When you go into a restaurant, how can I help you today? Maybe when you go to a car lot, it's not so much fun, right? <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a lot of fun when you go to a car lot. How can I help you? That just means they want to sell you something. And then they follow you around throughout the car lot. Like, hey, do you want that one? We can get that in green. Ah. You know, look what God does when his vision, when you see his vision, when you see his need. You will have help. You will have everything you need to accomplish what God's called you to do. So look here, what Nehemiah says next. Nehemiah 2, 4 to 6. With a prayer to God in heaven, I replied, if it pleases a king, so right away, Nehemiah knows some of the things that he needs right away. That's also a lesson to us. Be ready, be ready and willing to communicate the need. Understand the need. Have some clear vision. If it pleases the king, and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. The king with the queen sitting beside him asked, how long will you be gone? When will you return? After I told him how long I would be gone, the king agreed to my request. Isn't that amazing? All right, go. And then if you read on in Nehemiah, so he asked to go, he lets him go. He asked for timbers to, to build the gates, to build the wall. And he also says, hey, send me letters so when I go through people's territories and countries, I have safe passage. So he wrote him letters. So he had everything he needed to go. He also requested those things. You know, the king helped out. You know, it only took, if you read through, it only took 52 days to rebuild the wall. That's pretty awesome. When you get clear vision, when you see the need, God's going to quickly do what he wants to do. Sometimes it does take a while though. Nehemiah was a worker. In the eyes of most, he wasn't that special. But when we see God, see his vision, receive his power, what will be in our way? What will stop us? Not too much. You know, God uses all types of people in all types of places, doing all types of work to, uh, to do the ministry. You don't have to be a pastor or a prophet or an evangelist. You just have to be you. And listen to the Holy Spirit and follow him. He's not limited to our vocation. In fact, God has placed you where you are for a purpose. You're a school teacher, a coach, a youth pastor, right? Whatever place that you're in, he's called you there for such a time as this. Maybe you're a business owner. Maybe you work at Walmart. Maybe wherever you are, you're there for a purpose. And what I, what I really want us this year to have is, is this great attitude that Paul talks about in Colossians 3, 7. He says, wherever you do or say, whatever you work at, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, the God, 
to God the Father. What if everyone in this room received one word this year? Received, like, like uh, Nehemiah, maybe it's a word, maybe it's a phrase. Really, Nehemiah's was, go home, rebuild the wall. What if we, we, we had a need? Just one need that we focused on this year. And one scripture to activate our faith within these, this word and this need. I believe that God can give us each a, a word, a need, and a scripture this year. Wouldn't that be awesome? Put it on our fridge. Maybe you've been on Facebook, you saw the video. But we're going to get to that here in a minute. You know, I believe when we get a word, when we see a need, when we get that scripture, a whole city can be changed. A whole place can be changed for God. So our mission here at New Hope Church has always been the same. And so I'm, I'm going to talk about our mission, but then I'm also going to talk about our 2020 vision. And so our mission has always been the same thing. Love God, serve people, share hope, and have fun. That's been our mission from the very beginning since I've been here. You know, God can change a city. But just because the house is full this today or next Sunday or the Sunday after that, just because the church is full doesn't mean the mission is complete. I believe we're just getting started. Just because the church is full physically doesn't mean the mission is complete. We, if we have to, we'll go to a second service. If we have to, we'll go to three services. Whatever it takes to complete the mission that God's called us to. Let's not step back and say, oh, hey, look where we are. The church is full. Great. We can kind of just sit back and relax. No, God's calling us to do more, to follow him, to serve him. We're not here to fill a church building. We're here to fill heaven. We're here for such a time as this. So I want to I share quickly with you uh, this card, but this is more for the church as a whole. But I want you to take this card home and fill it out and put it on your fridge. Maybe God's giving you an individual vision. Maybe an individual word, an individual need, an individual scripture for you and your family. The one I'm going to share with you is the churches. If that kind of becomes yours, that's great. That'll be our churches. But then I want you to seek the Lord this week. Maybe you don't fill it out today. Maybe you fill it out whenever God call, calls you to. So the first one is a word. You know, Today, the word that we've been talking about the last three weeks and even before the new year is focus. So our word for the year for our church is focus. Focusing on what's right. Focusing on the cross. Focusing on his power. Focusing on who he's called us to be. Focusing on reading his word. Focusing on prayer. And then the second part is a need. You know, this is kind of an overarching need but I think it's really important for us as a church. I know a lot of people come, Pastor, there's this need. There's this need in the community. There's this need. You know, recently, uh, someone in our community, not even an attender at our church, but someone, their home burnt down. They had three, I think four or five kids. And so we shared the need and people gave. But you know what? 
the need is not always financial. Maybe it's just someone needs discipled. Maybe someone, you need to take them out to lunch or coffee or take them some food or bless their kids. And so our need for this year is see a need, fill a need. When a need comes, imagine if there's maybe 230 people at church uh, this week and next week. What if all of us saw one need and we filled one need? And we kept doing that all year long. Imagine what God could do. And then the last one is the scripture. And this scripture is so important for us this year. And it's found in James 4, 7 to 8. It says, therefore, James 4, 7 to 8, therefore submit to God. You know, submitting everything that we have to him. And say, God, I lay it at your feet. I'm humbled before you. Do with me what you want. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And verse 8 says, draw near to, to God, and he will draw near to you. Now, I would love to show you what this looks like. And so imagine two people standing here, and one person, it's, it's, it's one of us, right? And then God's on the other side, and, and sometimes we're timid, aren't we, church? We're timid. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to draw near to God. But you know, God draws near to us like this. And so as we draw near to him, he's taking these large steps toward us. And eventually we come face to face in close proximity. And that's what I, I want to see for our church this year. As we draw close to him, he will draw close to us. So this year I want to see our vision, your vision take place, but also the vision of new hope to take place. And how do we do that? Well, we keep seeking the Lord. We keep drawing near to Him. We see a need. We feel a need. We focus. But also, we start by seeking God. As we draw near to Him, I believe that this week you'll be able to fill this card out. Maybe you didn't get a card. Maybe you're watching online. But it's a word, a need, a scripture. Put it on your fridge. Look at it all year long. Because God's going to continue to speak to you. You'll, there's going to be amazing testimonies and stories because of this card that you filled out. So start thinking about that. Put that on your fridge. But let's close. And I want to close this with a prayer that we can all repeat together. I'm going to hold our, this card up. Let's pray together. Lord, Give us your vision for 2020. Give us a word. Give us a need. A scripture. Help us to focus. Help us to see a need. To fill a need. And to draw close to you. In Jesus name. Amen. Let me pray one more time for those watching online or listening on a podcast. Lord I pray right now in Jesus name. To those listening, Lord, those that have a need, Lord, that you would fulfill their need. Lord, maybe it's financial, maybe it's in their marriage, whatever it may be, Lord. We pray that today, I pray that today, that you take care of your people, Lord. But not just take care of us, Lord, but we would thrive in you, in our relationship with you, Lord. Help us to draw near to you and draw near to us. In Jesus' name, amen.